0: Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $793 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2021 and May 2022. Potential savings will vary. Hey everyone, it's Chris. If you are liking the show and you haven't yet left us a rating or review on your favorite podcast app, I would really appreciate it if you could take a sec to do it. Maybe leave one like right now while you're thinking of it. It really helps new listeners find the show. Thanks so much, and we hope you enjoy this week's episode. Like the dumb things I used to do, and just, I don't even think I, like, thought twice about it. You know, it's just like, well, yeah, let's well, just, like, come back and do these dirty, disgusting, greasy dishes and pans tomorrow. Yeah. No problem. I did. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I definitely did mine, like, two days later, but um, <laughs> they got done that weekend. So. Yeah, there you go.
0: <laughs> hey there, listeners, future callers, and cooking enthusiasts. This is Dinner S.O.S., the show where we help you save dinner, or whatever you're cooking. I'm Chris Morocco, food director of Bon Appetit and Epicurious. Our caller this week, Ira, is no stranger to podcasts. In fact, he hosts one of his own.
1: Brangelina, Kimye, and now Spongeriana Grandpa. Slay. Where have all the good celebrity relationships gone?
0: Every week on Crooked Media's Keep It, Ira drops hot takes and deep pop culture knowledge. But... Luckily for me, he didn't come on Dinner S.O.S. to get my opinions on celebrities' dating lives. Because I don't have any. See, Ira just moved back to New York City from L.A. On the West Coast, Ira had plenty of space to entertain.
1: You know, I had a nice outside patio with sort of like a table where, you know, friends would come over. And I love, one of my favorite things actually is because I like cookbooks, is to just pick a random recipe from one of the books that I have, like once a month, and maybe invite, you know, like eight friends over
0: yeah, and cook
1: nice. for them. But now I live in a one-bedroom apartment, mm-hmm. so yeah, I guess I'm figuring out how to still have a lovely dinner party for friends of
0: mine in this cramped space. Cool. And tell me more about like your kind of like this cookbook sort of situation, and, and you choosing some different recipes from different books like can you can you point to like some specific ones that you really enjoyed cooking from
1: yeah so one that my friends really liked was I did the chicken Ruby recipe from the Dishum cookbook mm-hmm. um, one of my favorite places in London I've used a couple of um Alice and Romans okay. yeah so like I can I can substantially cook um in the kitchen
0: okay <laughs> substantial cooking is happening. <laughs> <laughs> love that. And like how many people are you looking to have over? I feel like six. About six. Okay. And is there is there another book that you have your eye on in terms of something that you feel inspired to cook or is that like kind of more like what this conversation's about in terms of like how to get inspired and fired up to have people over in a space that you know you you just simply wish were bigger
1: I think that's sort of it because I feel like I just sort of like aimlessly will look through a cookbook too and then just pick one
0: fun all right well I guess, like, what do you like eating? Like, in your day-to-day life, like, when you're cooking for yourself, like, what kind of flavors are you using and what kind of dishes are you making? Well,
1: so the thing is, like, I feel like I used to cook more when I had the bigger kitchen. And now I tend to sort of just cook if I'm cooking for an event because Mm -hmm. of the smaller kitchen. Um, For the most part, I just sort of get takeout all the time or I have, like, a meal delivery service. But when I'm cooking, I mean, my number one recipe, which is usually an event recipe, is macaroni and cheese. From, that's like a family recipe as for as always around the holidays. But otherwise, I like chicken dishes. I love like a pasta dish in general. I really love like a shiksuka
0: kind mm-hmm. of dish too. And okay, and let me ask you a question. This is like straight up. I'm I'm not invested in the outcome either way. But okay. like, what would be more fun to you? Should I get like a really fun cookbook author to, like, be my co-host and, and sort of do a deep dive into, like, their cookbook and POV and and kind of get you to cook one of their dishes? Mm-hmm. Or do you want to focus just more on, like, you know, the kind of, like, the hows of entertaining in a small space and how to choose a dish that makes sense, you know, when you don't have prep space and, you know, your kitchen and your living area is, like, sort of kind of one in the same What's more exciting to you? Okay, well, I mean, you know, not to
1: Marie Antoinette, cake and eat it too. <laughs> um, but That's okay. I feel like I would love actually, you know, to like talk with someone like a chef from one of their cookbooks and like a dish they really love and go through that. But maybe they would specifically know within their, you know canon of um recipes which ones are ideal for you live in a small one bedroom yeah. apartment in New York and you want to entertain your friends but still sort of impress them
0: Yeah totally I mean listen that's okay like everything worked out great for Marie Antoinette until the very end right I mean <laughs> like she had a good run um, She did she did <laughs> <laughs> So, um, I I mean, I kind of like that lens of like, you know, part of the storytelling around the dish is like the cookbook itself and like what, you know, kind of sparked your interest in it, whether it's eating at somebody's restaurant or, you know, just being aware of them as like a food world personality and, and wanting to kind of understand their food from the inside out. I can definitely get behind that. Yeah.
1: And, you know, my friends keep pressuring me to have, like, a housewarming party. But I don't have, like, the space for, like, the way I used to have one. And so I sort of feel like, you know, these smaller dinner parties with different groups of friends is sort of like several housewarming parties.
0: Mm Yeah. I love that. Do you yourself... Maya Kaimal, do you ever lean on store-bought products to kind of supplement a homemade meal? Like either your own <laughs> yeah, or somebody else's. For
2: sure. Do oh, you? So you, you, you cheat
0: as well. I'm not alone. Oh yeah.
2: No, no, no. We have to.
0: Maya Kaimal is one of my favorite food people. You may know her name from her eponymous line of simmer sauces and pre-packaged Indian meals. Plus, Maya has an incredible new cookbook called Indian Flavor Every Day. And since Ira loves to page through cookbooks for inspiration, I thought her book could provide a great framework for a small space dinner party that could impress his guests and pack in a ton of flavor. You came to me, you know, as if in like a, a sort of like, you know, fever dream of having been there myself, like, because I feel like I lost yeah the knack for entertaining frankly like in the pandemic like mm. recently we've we've been having folks over and it's like oh yeah we only own five plates <laughs> you know they're really <laughs> nice plates but there's literally five of them and yeah you invite over another family and that's like five people right there and now you're eating right. out of a bowl you know
2: right.
0: <laughs> and and it's okay there are bigger problems yeah. in the world but I was also just thinking about your most recent cookbook and, you know, how do you create these, you know, kind of bases of flavor? How do you create flavor from the ground up in a way that's still relatively accessible, particularly for somebody who's not just looking to create one thing, but when, you know, when you're hosting, when you're entertaining, chances are you're trying to bring a few dishes, you know, to the table. I would really love him to just get his hands on a copy of your book and, you know, have you kind of like walk him through like maybe a couple of different scenarios for what he could pull off for company and kind of just be the spark to kind of get him back in the kitchen.
2: Yeah, no, it's it's great. It's a great challenge. And it sounds like he's got a really good attitude about what he's up against. I mean, and I can relate. I lived in Chelsea in a Uh small one bedroom apartment and tested my whole second cookbook out of that teeny tiny kitchen that, you know, you didn't actually take a step anywhere. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) You just (laughs) pivot from sink to stove to fridge. So yeah, I I figured out some workarounds to cook Indian food in a limited space. So I know it can be done. And yeah, so I'd love to try to help him out.
0: We're gonna take a short break. When we get back, Maya and I walk Ira through some sample menus he can use to host a dinner party worthy of his new apartment.
2: Hi friends, I'm Cameron Rogers, mental health advocate, mom of two, content creator and host of Conversations with Cam. This podcast is dedicated to having honest conversations, prioritizing your well-being, and reminding you that no matter what you're feeling, you are not alone. We'll discuss mental health maintenance, the ups and downs of motherhood, the trials and tribulations of life and have a lot of fun along the way. Whether you're knee deep in diapers or just trying to keep your sanity intact, this podcast is for you. Expect laughs, maybe a few tears and hopefully some breakthroughs along the way. Make sure to subscribe and tune in for new episodes of Conversations
0: Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City Branch. Subject to credit approval. Terms apply. Welcome back to Dinner SOS. When Maya and I got Ira back on the line, his plans had changed.
1: Okay, so caveat now <laughs> because what's happened? Well, the the. Small dinner was, you know, when we were scheduling it, you know, mm. and everything. Now it's happened to land on my birthday, which is oh. next Friday. <gasps> uh, and so it is larger than I anticipated. How many uh, people are we talking? Probably like
0: 15. Ooh. And on your own birthday, no <laughs> Yes, less. yes. Perfect. Yeah, so.
2: Yeah. In well, your small apartment. Do you
0: you have- know, it is, they can all fit.
1: Okay. I've, I've had, like, That's sort great. of, like, a light, like, gathering of the place before where more people were there. But, you know, it was whittling it down for, like, a birthday dinner as opposed to, you know, just a dinner where I'm inviting some right. friends over right. became very, you know, trying to cut that guest yeah. list is serious. Yeah. Um, you know, especially in the age of, you know— Find my friends on your phone, where you know, like someone <laughs> opening their phone and like, well, why is everyone at Ira's apartment?
0: And yeah, not, so. <laughs> totally. So Maya, yeah, we've the yeah. the guest list has increased, but <laughs> otherwise, <laughs>
2: the
0: other parameters remain the same. Okay,
2: <laughs> all right then. Um, well, okay. One clarifying question: Are are people going to be standing up or sitting down when they eat? There'll
1: be a variety of probably. Yeah. I mean, there's chairs okay. for people to we'll sit. There's a belt. couch. And then I'm sure some people just like pop on the floor or like in the. So it's kind of like a. Window or Buffet something. sort of situation.
0: Yeah. Probably people are going to have to help themselves maybe. Yes. And then just find a place to perch. Mm hmm. Even with these evolving party parameters, Maya was ready with several brilliant dinner party suggestions.
2: One idea I had, I think it could work in this setting. It's sort of like a, like an Indian taco board, actually.
1: <laughs> okay, I'm already standing. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's based around the, the idea of kind of you know, creating your own wrap meal that would be using indian breads right so you know you you can get access to some of those amazing breads that they have in the freezer set of indian stores like that you know paratas, rotis chapatis i mean they're fantastic and um
0: where are we talking you thinking like calustians
2: calustians would have them yeah but you could also use like a you know a flour tortilla or lavash or some middle eastern bread too
0: if you're not familiar with Kalustians and you live in or even just near New York, you're missing out. It's an incredible Indian grocery store where Ira can get basically everything he'll need to cook from Maya's book. And if you're not near New York, pro tip, they do ship some pantry staples nationwide. Anyway, back to Maya.
2: Okay, so the idea would be that you make one of the recipes for my book, which is this chicken tikka skewers.
1: Mm. So
2: they're marinated boneless chicken. They're in like a yogurt, garlic, ginger, coriander, like a s- spiced marinade. And then you you don't have to skewer them necessarily in this case, but you you can just throw them under the broiler. You can baste them with a little ghee if you want to make them even more flavorful. And that can be done a bit ahead of time. So that's going to be your protein. And are we, are we catering to vegetarians here? Or?
1: I don't cater to vegetarians personally, <laughs> um, but there may be <laughs> a couple vegetarians mostly i know two friends are like lactose intolerant but-
2: okay okay. Ah, lactose okay so you can make the marinade with a with a non-dairy yogurt too it's totally fine but i was gonna say you could do mushrooms as well in the same marinade mm.
0: oh
1: okay great
0: yeah okay. yeah that makes sense and it kind of takes the marinade similar to how like the chicken would right
2: it would. It'll really absorb those flavors and be super yummy. So cool. um, so that can be the main. And then you can do like, you know, Indian salads, like a kachumber salad. I have a recipe for that. That's like the cucumber, tomato, onion, cilantro, okay, love but that. like finely diced. So it can go into your wrap really nicely.
0: And that's the one that you're seasoning it mainly with Chopped so, masala, right?
2: Chaat masala, exactly, mm. yes.
0: That was one of the ones that I flagged because it's like, you know, eight ingredients, including like salt and sugar you know and the <laughs> chat is a really amazing spice blend it's like a great thing just to have and put into your repertoire Okay, but it has amchur in it like this green dried mango that's pulverized so it's like very bright it has this kind of like sour brightness to it it's like i, it, I think it's interesting you're almost using that as the salad dressing here Okay.
2: Exactly. Yeah. It brings this flavor. It also has like um, black salt in it, which has a kind of a little a funk to it. It's like this sort of, yeah, sulfury salt, but it adds this complexity to an otherwise pretty, you know, simple combination of ingredients that is, is pretty exciting. Well, we so, love flavor. I love chums. Love flavor. Yeah. Then you could do like a raita right? Like a nice cucumber and yogurt salad. Again, you don't have to use dairy yogurt. Maybe you do like a beet salad or something too, if you want. Like, so I'm, I'm just picturing lots of like crunchy, fresh things and some juicy raita to, to kind of bind it all together. So, you know, people can just assemble their own. So, you know, that's one approach. Another way to go could be doing something elegant and casserole and made ahead, like a, a chicken biryani. Mm. Um, have you had biryani before? Do you I have know not.
1: It? I just, the mmm was natural. Yeah, but, okay. it just came right out. <laughs> it just came out. Yeah, no, it was
0: amazing. Uh, yeah. It was just like, man, well, all the times you've like sat back, you know, yeah. back a plate of biryani. You know, Heck so yeah. like what is a biryani?
2: <laughs> it's a baked rice dish, but it's it's layered in with chicken that's been marinated and has kind of a nice juicy sauciness to it. And I'm thinking of one that's actually from the the Dishoom um cookbook that's really lovely that's mm-hmm. um, Which I have.
0: Oh. Great, cookbook. epic! Yeah, you mentioned that, right? Yes, I ch- I've cooked the
1: chicken ruby from mm. that before, so uh, for some of these friends, okay, it, and they loved it. So that's yeah. awesome.
2: Yeah, they've got one called uh, chicken berry Britannia, which is so the berries being cranberries in there because usually there's some mm. kind of fruit in the biryani too, and then it's topped with. Fried onions and then lots of cilantro. So it's it's very pretty and it's the kind of thing that can be done ahead. You know, you're just keeping it warm and okay. so you can be chill before you're, you know, this this menu is like a very chill menu, what I'm gonna describe. So that it can like really the work is done and you can mingle and, you know, be with your guests as they're, I mean, that. they're cocktails and all that. So I'm thinking that that could be a nice sort of, you know, showstoppery. you know, it's because it's just, it's really elegant and pretty and flavorful. And the typical things to have that are actually some of the dishes I described before, that kachumber salad, like you usually have like a crunchy chopped vegetable salad with it. And you usually have raita with it as well, that, you know, yogurt side, so that those add kind of juicy freshness to this rice-based dish. And then you could have like a, a lemon pickle or garlic pickle on the side and some puppetum. Again, those are like, you know, puppetum you make ahead. It just, you just bake it or fry it and have it. All of this stuff can be done ahead. And the pickle, you just have it as kind of a fun, like zingy little condiment that like brightens up the whole plate. You know, you just have it out there. People put a little dollop on and sort of mix it in with with their biryani.
0: Papadums are these chickpea flour, sort of like very thin sheets of dough you can get like at Kalustians cool. and then you just kind of heat them up and they sort of puff yeah. up dramatically and they just like, they look kind of epic, but right. there's this wonderful crunchy cracker-like texture, but with that,
2: Crispy, nutty, yeah, that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. nutty, yeah, nutty flavor. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, they're fun to eat and you can kind of crunch them up. So Pappadams sort of, it's a fun thing. It's not necessary, but another texture and flavor to add to the plate. Mm-hmm. So- that's what's sort of nice about biryani. It's not like a, it's not heavy. It's not intense. It's just, it's just flavorful.
1: Not heavy is great. I'm, I am hosting yeah. a party afterwards. So there's a lot going on <laughs> that day. Oh my. Um, you're so hosting, hosting man. A, dinner. dinner. Uh, well, the dinner is for my close friends. And then I am I, actually, and then and then I'm actually hosting a party called Flavor Aptly, in Manhattan, oh, is sort perfect. of like a R&B 2000s like dance party that I'm the host for, slash as my birthday party. So,
0: you know, oh so you're gonna leave your house, your apartment mm-hmm. after having hosted folks, yeah, and go host another party. They're all coming. That's like this is like epic. The, that's like a pre dinner. <laughs> that's like three nights in one for me.
1: That's actually maybe like a thousand I'm nights in one. Exhausted. That's the pre dinner for the close friends, you know, and then. The public birthday party oh my gosh wow wow i am a leo so as <laughs> you know uh if you know um it's a lot
0: going on that's amazing that's like the most ambitious thing i've ever heard this yeah. is great well
1: you know sos
0: right <laughs> yeah no seriously
2: <laughs> <laughs> wow yeah I hear you okay well all right here's number three um you, you keep dropping these details that make me yeah <laughs> this is <laughs> like wow i might have rethought this if i knew all this before <laughs> but okay here we go do, do people eat pork in your group do you think some some okay well it doesn't have to be pork. do you think they eat lamb
1: yeah lamb could lamb could Maybe.
2: be a lot yeah because i I was thinking about uh, vindaloo. Have you ever had vindaloo before? It's like a famously zesty, tangy, like wonderfully intense Indian curry.
1: No, but maybe I have. <laughs> but I love zest and tang. And I love curry. <laughs> okay.
0: So, okay. Is, is this like the, the classic pork vindaloo that you have in your book?
2: Yes, it is. That one looks classic.
0: insane. Let me just, sorry, I have this pulled up. Oh, it's like brazy. Yeah, it worked. That was one of the ones that I flagged because I was just like, F, that looks delicious. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Well, pork vindaloo can also be made with lamb. And it's Mm -hmm. one of those dishes that you, it takes some time to make this really nice deeply flavored sauce and then you want it to cook with the meat for a long time like maybe an hour at least so that's the thing that you've done and it's just like simmering off on your stove mm-hmm. as you're kind of doing the rest of what you need to do but it just makes this tender tender meat that's just absorbed these flavors in an incredible way right. and it's a knockout like people love it so okay. i i think that one could be kind of like if you want if you're going for like a bit of a I don't know dramatic flair in the menu. Then always. this would be <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> one. And you could also do it with chicken. It's not out of the question. Mm-hmm. But um, somehow these the, the the intensity of the flavors I think plays better with Pork. with other meats that uh-huh. you know yeah, have more character. Um, so the vindaloo would be nice with either a potato dish or um, mm. or you could do rice uh, for that. You could do a, a rice with a little bit of flavor like a Like I have a um, turmeric scented rice. It has a little bit of, um, you know, cinnamon, clove, star anise Mm -hmm. that steams in there with it dishroom has that gunpowder potato mm. recipe. I don't know if you've had that. It. It's one of their kind of signature dishes yes, in the restaurant. It's great. Mm. I, I love it. I did kind of a, a simplified version of that in my book. Oh,
1: okay. Well, thank God. That so. will <laughs>
2: <laughs> not tax you as much. So that one takes some of the same ingredients, but it just eliminates some steps and a few of the harder-to-find ingredients, but you crush up these, you know, coriander, fennel seeds together, and then lots of herbs and scallions Go into these like nice hot potatoes that you've roasted.
0: What makes it gunpowder? Where does the gunpowder come in?
2: Gunpowder in in India, it's like a super spicy, intense powder that you mix in with a little oil, Mm. and it doesn't it doesn't sound good. Like it it creates a kind of a gritty little mixture on your plate, but. It's kind of like they use a pickle like you just sort of oh. mm-hmm. swipe a little of it into your bite of what you're eating and you get in like extra hit of flavor. So that's how I know mm. of gunpowder in Indian cuisine. And so I think their their version is sort of riffing off that idea of this like like kind of like burst of flavor, but then they're not using that exact blend in their potatoes. They're just using the idea yeah. of the like oh, banana, yeah. intense hit of flavor. So, or you could just have mashed potatoes, I suppose. (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) I think you it's an opportunity to have a little more fun. But like I said, rice could be fine too, but some kind of really nice starch that is a, you know, counterpoint to your intense vindaloo. Mm -hmm. And then something like, I'm just picturing something really like crunchy, bright contrast to this dish, which could be like a smashed cucumber salad, I mean, I also have a really nice grated turnip salad, which has like a little simple tarka. This is tarka being like this kind of oil where you've some spices in it. You drop some spices in this hot oil and then you you let them sizzle together and you drizzle them over whatever it is you're eating. You could also do like a citrus-based salad or something um, that's got some bright flavors in it, like a you know, citrus fennel kind of combination could be nice with this as well but nice crunchy salad that's what i'm getting at with our pork vindaloo
0: yeah love these are great options yeah i'd flag the pork vindaloo i mean heck i'd flag the chili cheese toast
2: mm. like <laughs> well chilies,
0: <laughs> chili cheese
2: toast i was gonna suggest that could be an appetizer i mean y- like, i know
0: we've got the lactose situation but like it's uh, chili yeah. cheese toast well you know if you're lactose just don't eat, you know an appetizer yeah. you know But I also like this photo of the roasted tomato tarka, again, like, you know, talking about that foundational (laughs) technique, you know, where you're you're blooming like on yogurt. Yeah. It's like so beautiful. I mean, it's something that like, you know, incorporating some kind of element that has that sort of like showstoppery look. And yet, again, it's like it's a handful of ingredients. I you love a dip. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like and it's a dip. I think regardless of what you choose, going to Calustian's getting some of their frozen flatbreads that you can just toast and reheat yourself, getting, like, some doms yeah. There, it's, like, it's there for the taking. Uh-huh. You will be so set up. Valhalla.
2: Um,
0: yes, indeed.
1: Now, question. These are all together, yes? Or are these, you know, like, I'm. You, you pick one.
0: You're, I mean, my thinking would be that, like, you maybe kind of pick one anchoring dish, like mm-hmm. either the biryani, either the vindaloo, or um, what was the first one?
2: Oh, the Tikka. The, the yeah.
0: yeah. And then you build mm-hmm. off of that and like okay. kind of round it out. But what we're going right. to do is give you all these options and sure. you can kind of put it together in the way that kind of makes sense for
2: you. Yeah. Cause there's so many ways you can go, but just because there are a million options I like to start with my main anchor dish and then think about how to kind of support it with other flavors and colors and and side dishes that that will complement it. So, you know, when we Indians eat, they like a lot of flavor on the plate, right? There's a lot going on. And that's what makes it fun is the interplay between all of the different flavors and dishes and textures. So um, so that's how that's how I approach it. But of course,
1: we, we want the flavor. Taylor.
0: Yeah,
2: we're gonna give you flavor for no. sure.
0: Cool. Any other questions, thoughts, concerns, fears? Many, Yeah, but no questions. (laughs) You're handling it really well, though. (laughs) You know, quesera, as they say. I think it's going to be great (laughs) because you clearly have, like, a pretty uh, robust spirit of adventure. Yeah. But you also have good taste in food, so it's going to be great. Any final thoughts, Maya?
2: Yes, one. Stemless wine glasses. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. all I own.
0: Brilliant, Maya, because at the end of the day, we're all just trying to avoid broken glasses in our small apartments. After the break, we'll find out just how much Ira's party expanded and how it all went.
1: From the creators of Who Smarted... Starklow Starglow Media comes a brand new podcast called Mysteries About True Histories. Uh, does that sound serious enough? Uh, Max, we only have 30 seconds for this promo. Just tell them how your mysterious aunt recruited us into a secret order of problem solvers who travel time and have epic adventures. I don't have to. You just did. Catch new episodes of Mysteries About True Histories every Thursday on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to
2: podcasts.
0: Ira, welcome back. Hi. Hi, Maya.
2: Hey, Chris.
0: I'm like, I'm remembering the conversation we had last. And I feel like we (laughs) gave you so many options. Like, I feel like maybe, like, were we out of our heads?
2: (laughs) I know, I'm so worried. I know, I'm like, (laughs) I've been stressing out. (laughs) <laughs> Me too. <laughs> no.
1: So I did some paring down. Okay. Yeah. Uh, true. I, <laughs> I also was, you know, with inviting people over, it ended up being around like 18 people. Wow. So I went with the Indian taco board idea. Ooh. So there was this fabulous woman at the nail salon that morning who was visiting town an indian woman actually with her mm-hmm. girlfriend and they were having a birthday dinner later that night for like 40 people and i was at a restaurant though i was like girl good luck uh but we were talking about that <laughs> yeah. i was talking about this uh and i was mentioned like oh you know like there's a biryani and there's like the chicken tikka. And I was like, oh, yeah. And I'm like, I'm going up to the store to get this. Good. And she was like, baby, make that chicken.
2: <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, she's your yeah. <laughs> angel. <laughs> she steered uh, you in the right
1: direction. <laughs> uh, so I went to Kalustian's and awesome. I bought some roti and I bought some chapati. Oh, um, perfect.
0: And so how did the, even just the shopping go? What was it like being in Calusians? Was that your first time? It was my first time, and I kind of loved it. Michelle, did you say you have some audio of Ira shopping?
1: <laughs> okay, I am wandering around this grocery store, and I do not know where anything is, but they're being very helpful here. There are so many flavors in the store, so many different versions of things there's like ground cumin there's regular cumin there's you know there's a lot there's a lot going on here there's a lot of flavor up in here uh, so i'm going to ask for some help
2: <laughs> was man. i was
1: seen wandering the aisles and someone came over to help me uh. so, worked at the store so uh the only thing i found on my own immediately was the bread because you know it went straight to the frozen aisle so, yeah
2: yep. yeah
1: that was very easy it's a very like lovely store, you know, and like it's right it's a by great store. Uh, oh, yeah, it's right God. by my gym up there, so I feel like I will pop back in. At oh, I'm glad point. to hear.
2: Yeah, that place is a treasure.
0: Now, Indian taco board, break that down. What did you make?
1: I made the chicken tikka skewers, mm-hmm. and then I made the chopped um, kachumber salad as you know the um, vegetables to go within. Perfect, and people. Loved it. Wow. (laughs) They did not eat much, obviously, because we were going out, but everyone had one or two tacos. (laughs) I felt like it was a good buffet-style meal. Everyone enjoyed it. I mean, I haven't done that many cooking things for friends here in New York yet, so it's always a surprise when people were coming over and finding out that I was cooking myself. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) And I was cooking still as everyone was (laughs) arriving. Oh, gosh. So... I mean, I really do want to make that casserole as well. I just felt like, you know, casserole eating before we went out was going to be probably a bit too heavy.
0: Right. Yeah. Right. I had almost forgotten that you were basically going out after. Like, yes. did you just leave the dirty dishes in the sink <laughs> yeah. and just kind of
1: oh, walk yeah. out? like left those that there. Work? But. I didn't get paper plates. I got the, like, Chinette, you know, sort of, like, plastic <laughs> ones. So just it up a bit. But, you nice. know, it was very much whatever I could serve that I could then throw away after was ideal. <laughs> instead it. of having to do that many dishes for people.
0: How was the rest of the night? The night was good,
1: you know? I mean, like, listen, it was the hottest night of the summer.
0: <laughs>
1: so, <laughs> Uh, I had all these people in my apartment cooking the oven on okay. um, because, of course, I didn't pre-make anything. Oh. My air conditioner was wow. working overtime. So, yeah, um, but it was fun, you know, and it was nice um, serving everyone and um, I made a lot of um, gin and tonics for people, you know, because I always have those.
0: Nice and let me commend you for going the distance and staying committed to the exercise despite the weather. It sounds like you, you know, scaled your ambitions, you know, appropriate to the kind of event that you were trying to do. And I'm curious, like, does this give you hope in terms of entertaining in your apartment and kind of like getting back into the swing of it?
1: It did, actually. I feel like, you know, less people, you know, than like a birthday party in the future. But, you know, I feel like um, it was my first time really cooking like a meal for people in this kitchen and getting used to it. And, you know, like also, I mean, I'm very much a person who, you know, like when I'm cooking, even in like a bigger kitchen, I'm like people underfoot in the kitchen. I'm like, get the hell out. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) My one bedroom here, you know, it's like so many people around. It's like I couldn't really get people out of the way.
0: What is it? Why can't people just get out of the kitchen?
1: They can They love it. They love it. It's human nature. There's always yeah. a traffic jam in the kitchen. Yeah.
2: Yep. Yeah. Come in for some ice, for your drink, yeah. and they never leave. <laughs> they never leave. <laughs>
0: if you have a dinner emergency on your hands, write to us at dinnersos at bonappetit.com or leave us a voice message at 212-286-SOS1. That's 212-286-7071. And folks, I can't believe I'm saying this, but we are starting to look for Thanksgiving questions. If you have a Thanksgiving or Friendsgiving dinner SOS, please reach out. We'd love to help you make a stressful day a bit easier. We'll link most of today's recipes in the show notes, but if you're curious for more, check out Maya's cookbook, Indian flavor every day. If you enjoyed this episode, please give us a rating and review on your podcast app of choice. And hit the follow button so you never miss an episode. Dinner SOS is a Condé Nast Entertainment original podcast. I'm your host, Chris Morocco. My co-host this week is Maya Kaimal. Our producer is Michelle O'Brien. Peyton Hayes is our associate producer. Cameron Foos is our assistant producer. Jake Loomis is our studio engineer. Amar Lal makes this episode. Thanks to Gabe Caroga for engineering help. Next week, Lale is no stranger to travel and new food experiences, but she has to cook dinner for her friends while they're staying in a vacation home. And, well... One thing I've learned from experience, because we all weigh in and cook on different nights, Mm. but I've learned that every single person has a different dietary requirement or just doesn't like something. You can go to the Union Square Green Market and all these veg or things that oh, are that's like. That's
1: scarier than Brooklyn. I'm kidding. <laughs> You'll be uh, fine. We'll walk you through it.
0: <laughs> <fair>. <laughs> hey, listeners, Chris Morocco here. If you find yourself in a dinner crisis, the Epicurious app comes to the rescue. Not only will you unlock over 50,000 recipes from Bon Appetit and Epicurious, but you'll also receive daily personalized recommendations based on your unique preferences and dietary needs. Head to the Apple App Store and download the Epicurious app to kickstart your seven-day free trial today. Don't miss out on this culinary adventure. Start your free trial and let the Epicurious app be your kitchen hero. Happy cooking.